Life, whether you like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi, everybody. I'm BJ Foster, and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Let's do this thing. In this week's episode, meet Lisa Martin, professional woman who, after a terrible accident, found herself with a traumatic brain injury, unable to function as she had in the past. She's unable to pull forth things that used to be easy. Life has been turned upside down. We call this episode Gone in the Blink of an Eye, Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Funny, it's good to see your face. How are you? I'm good. It's good to see yours too. A long time no seen. Where are you? I am in Corona, California. Okay. Right by Glen Ivy's Hot Springs. Okay. The Glen Ivy Spa. I've been there. I figured you might have. <laughs> Brings back memories. Wow. Thanks for doing this. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for inviting me to do it. Girl, I love to get the everyday people. It really is quite fascinating to hear people's lives. You know? Yeah. Well, and you were part of my conversion story because you were one of the women who baptized me. Now that you was in that was back in what? 1995. Oh my goodness, you're making me old. No, <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, I can't wait to just kind of dive in. So if you've got some thoughts, have you been thinking about it? Know what you might want to share about? Mm-hmm. I think definitely one of the things I think about is when in 2000, I had my car accident um, and how that's really changed me a lot and how God was really all in that mix. Because okay. um, May 23rd of 2000, I had a severe car accident mm-hmm. um, that totally changed my life. It it changed me physically, emotionally, mentally. Um, and God definitely had to take me to a, strip me from everything. Right. Um, and because, you know, I was, I was going to church and I was doing the Christian thing and I was like, I got this, right? But... <laughs> you know, I was being asked to do things that I was thinking I was doing. And, but I was being, I was being told I didn't have, my heart wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And I kept going, but it is, it is. And, but when I had my car accident and I was, I was stripped of my phys- being physically able to do things. I was, I had a traumatic brain injury. So mm-hmm. I was not able to me- remember things like I used to. Right. Um, and then emotionally it took a toll because, you know, I used to put my, my, what do you, how do you say it? See, I have a hard time with word recall anymore. Yeah. Um, but I used to put my value mm-hmm. in my physicality, in my accolades, right. in my, my memory, you know, the way my brain worked and everything else, the way exactly. I did things. Yeah. And so 
when my accident happened, all those things were stripped from me, you know, my friendships and my financial stability, all those things were stripped. Mm. And that's where I put my value in. Right. And so I hit a really bad depression um, and gained a lot of weight because I just couldn't understand how, first of all, that God could allow all this to happen. Right. But second of all, um, I just didn't see my value anymore because all the things that I felt that I should value myself on were gone. And then I prayed a lot for God to show me what I was supposed to see. And he did. Um, There's a couple of scriptures he led me to. And one was in um, Corinthians. um, The one that talks about uh, the God of all comfort. Mm -hmm. And, you know, where it says God will comfort those enable for those to comfort other people just kind of paraphrasing it right and I was like okay I'm not going through this for no reason I'm going through this because at some point somebody else I know is going to go through this I'm have to be there for them exactly and the other one was the thorn in the flesh (laughs) right where it talks about you know enable to keep you humble right basically right and I was like okay so obviously this is to help me be humble because I thought about myself beforehand and you knew me before. Right. And I was quite prideful, <laughs> you know, and definitely thought I had all that. Obviously, if I thought my value was in all those things, yes, I was definitely very prideful and thinking that I had all that right. together. Um, but I started to realize that I, my value wasn't in all the outside stuff, mm-hmm. that not the way the world valued me, mm. right? Because the world looks at people and value them from all the outside stuff you know how much you make how what your physicality is what your you know your accolades are and all those things and I started to realize you know God showed me that I had to value myself on the way God valued me Hmm. you know and my compassion you know my my faith my love and you know so many more things and so I had to really start looking at myself on the inside and value myself on those things and that's what God really showed me you know and because of those things um fast forward um my my stepdad who I call my dad um Mm -hmm. ended up with dementia and I had to move in with my parents in a couple uh, back in 2020 um, to help my mom with him. Right. And I don't think I would have been able to do that if I had not gone through what I did with my accident to have that kind of compassion and right. patience. Right. Um, because I had to learn patience with myself first before I could learn patience with somebody else. Cause the scripture that always came to my mind was the love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. And I had learned to love myself because of what I had been through. Right. And so taking care of my dad with dementia and to help my mom out. Um, and then he passed away in June of 2021. So it wasn't even like a year after I moved in with them. Right. And that was probably one of the hardest times of my life. But it, but at the same time, I learned to lean on God through that whole time, mm-hmm. you know, and not, not try and value myself on what was going on. Right. But hold steadfast to my value inside and help my dad to see that even though he was losing something to value himself on how God saw him. Wow. That's huge. I, I, I paused there because 
obviously we live in a world in which everyone looks at you from the outside and place value on you accordingly. You know, so I can, I know how, how hard that battle is. So I'm going to ask you just a few questions because I did, I knew you before the accident and then, you know, I got glimpses. We moved on, uh, we moved away, but I did know bits and pieces after the accident, but I haven't been a part of your life since then. Um, what did you do before the accident? Like, what did you do for a living? What was Lisa's life like? Okay. So before the accident, I was a, I worked for Robinson's May, which was a department store and I was a shortage control auditor. So I traveled to all the department stores that we owned and audited the stores to make sure that they were in compliance with our company's policies yeah. to prevent the shortage of their merchandise. I also worked with the buyers during inventory reconciliation to make sure that we were reconciling the books to make sure that we found all the loss that we had you know, missed, make sure we compiled that information together to reduce our loss. Right. Um, then after my accident, I was promoted because I could no longer be in the store to a, a profit improvement analyst. So basically what I did was go through store, go through, um, it, um, hold on, I got thinking of the word, um, expense reports mm -hmm. and try and figure out where we could ex cut expenses to enable improved profit. Um, and that job was actually an increase in pay. And so I was doing really well, but then my, because of the accident, I had some things with my body, like my back went out right. and, um, and so I was, it had to go out on full disability and that's when really things hit the fan, as they mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, basically, and I was making about $60,000 a year in 2003. So I was making really good money at the time. Right. Yeah. I recall, cause I remember I didn't know, remember exactly what you did. I just knew that you were one of my brainiacs. <laughs> I had people, I was like, I got yes. those who, yes. who, who are my brainiacs. And then I had my creative friends and you were one of my brainiacs. So I know that when the accident happened, there was a struggle that started to take place. You know, you had to relearn a lot of things. How am I going to use this now? Yes. And um, I bring it up because so much, you know, for my listening audience, we can rest so much on whatever our strengths are. That is just mm -hmm. the human way. But sometimes God will strip us away, strip that away from us to get us to lean on him, you know? And really that's kind of what you're saying yeah. is what you used to put such value and worth into was no longer at your disposal. So you had to find something different. Yeah, it definitely was um, heart-wrenching at the time, I guess what you might say. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, everything I put my value in was gone right. in the blink of an eye. You know, the minute that accident happened, you know, because um, I suffered a lot of physical injuries because of the accident, mm -hmm. along with my traumatic brain injury. Um, and I've still to this day suffer because of those injuries you know right um and i've had mo multiple surgeries because of the injuries you know um so but yeah you just and i tell i tell young women all the time and i tell other women and even young men and stuff that 
you know, don't put your value in what the world sees because that can go in a blink of an eye with an accident or whatever, but you really got to see yourself as God sees you and value that way because that's lasting. You know, right. the other part is just fleeting. Right. What was the struggle like? I'm assuming you struggled. I, I would. What was the battle like with God in that in-between space in which you're like, I can no longer do what I used to do. God, why did you let this happen? Did you go through any kind of um, just spiritual upheaval in the midst of all of that? Oh, yeah. I was super angry at God. It was crazy because a lot of people said, you can't be angry at God. Oh, I'm angry at God. And I'm like, and I don't see why you couldn't be angry at God because God goes, you, you're supposed to be able to go through all these emotions and God's supposed to be like your father and you, you get angry at your parents, you know? So I was super angry at God at the time because I couldn't understand why I had to go through all this and why I was stripped of everything that, you know, that I, I loved, I loved right. my job. I loved who I worked for. You know, I, 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 enjoyed being able to do everything I wanted to and be able to mentally do puzzles and all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah. You know, and to be stripped from that, I was definitely very angry at God and I had to you know, wrestle with him. Mm -hmm. I had to wrestle through it. I had to search the scriptures to try and find answers because I was very, very angry about everything that had happened. And for a while I didn't even want to talk to God. Right. You know, I didn't want to, for a while, I didn't want to read my scriptures. I didn't want to pray to him. I didn't want to talk to him at all um, because I just was that angry. You know, it's like when you're angry at a friend and you don't want to call them or talk to them because yeah. I, I just can't talk to you because you, you just, you, you know, you just remind me of everything that just happened, hmm. you know? And mm -hmm. um, I think it was my aunt um, who I called and she'd been, she's been a Christian as long as I can, as long as I've been alive. And so I called her and I was like, what do I do? Mm -hmm. I said, I just, I can't find a way to talk to God. I said, I just don't. And she was like, well, so you start by praying to God and asking for a way to talk to him. I was like, but I can't even pray right now. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like, well, just, you know, just pray for small things. She was praying, first of all, to be able to open up that line again. You know, and so I started doing that a little bit at a time and it was hard. Mm -hmm. It was really hard because I had, a, I had an attitude with him. Yeah. You know, I had a big attitude with him and a, and a, and a, you know, and I just didn't know how to get past it for a while. And I finally did, of course, but you know, it took a while. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that because I, again, I want the listening audience to know sometimes we think a relationship with God is just, you know, you, you rub the magic lamp and everything's fine. And it's not like that. We have to work for, towards this relationship with God. And there are times in which things will happen in our lives that will disappoint us, frustrate us, anger us. And like you're saying, it's okay to express that to God. It's okay mm -hmm. to know that you're going to have to wrestle in order to get to wanting to talk to you again. Just like, I love the analogy you just used, just like a friend. I don't want to talk to you right now. I'm mad at you. <laughs> God can handle us being mad at him. Yes. You know, it breaks his heart if we don't try to get back in touch with him. But 
it would hurt the my friend's heart as well. If they, you know, if I'm yes. mad at my friend, it would hurt their heart equally as well. So we've got to see that God is on our side. He's not against us. But yet at the same time, he understands that there are times in which we're going to distance ourselves. You know, and I think about, for example, like I was, I've been a nanny um, mm -hmm. over the last few, 10 years. And I think about the kids that I had a nanny and sometimes, you know, you get mad at them because they do things that you're like, you shouldn't do that. Right. Right. But you don't stay mad at them, you know, or they get mad at you. A lot of times they yeah. get mad at you because you're not allowing them to do something. <laughs> and, and they're like, I hate you, you know? <laughs> and you're like, you think to yourself, that'll pass. That'll pass. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think about how God is right. When, when I was angry at God and he's surprised sitting there going, that'll pass, that'll <laughs> pass, you know? And he just waits, you know, for you to, get past that because he allows you to have that anger you know just like you allow children to have that anger right because you know that it's just that growing stage that they're going through you know and I feel like that's how God is towards us and mm -hmm. I, I feel like that's how I this point I was in I was in a point where I was growing in my faith at the same time right because you know as I was told before my accident you know my heart wasn't there like intellectually I got God yeah but heart wise I didn't get God mm -hmm. you know and a lot of that had to do with a lot of things that happened to me growing up I just I had trust issues yeah and I still have some trust issues right you know but that going through my accident really built my faith mm. you know alone with learning my value it built my faith because I realized that you know, God is always there through everything, right. you know, and if I can get through that and with God can get me through anything. Yeah. That's, I love that. Basically what we're, what we're hearing, what you're saying is that we grow through our hardships. Yes. As much as we like to try to sidestep the hardships. I don't want anything hard to come my way. No, no, no. But unfortunately that's not how God works. It's through the accidents. It's through the, the, difficult things, the distrust and all of that, that he reveals himself, you know? Yeah. So if we can always say, if, if you can find the purpose behind your pain, you can find the peace in it. And yes. the, the purpose is God is stretching us. He's trying to take you to the next level. So if I'm, for instance, if I'm working with a trainer and they're trying to push me to something I don't want to do, I'm like, stop it. I don't want to do any more crunches. Good but analogy. If, yeah. If I know that it's going to take me to the next level, I stay in there and I do it anyway. And our walk with God really is the same thing. If we know, okay, God, this is hard. What I'm going through right now is hard. I don't like it, but I know you're trying to take me to the next level. My job is to just stay in there anyway. So often that's when we want to throw the towel in and quit. I've had enough of this. I'm done. You know, but like you were pointing out, it was in preparation for so much that you didn't have any clue mm -hmm. your stepdad or your dad was going to need you yeah. in a few years down the road. And you were able to help because of what you had gone through. Wow. It's about going through the difficult times, then being able to look back and say, thank you, God, because yes. now I understand it. Now I understand. Yes. How is your relationship with God now? My relationship with God now is is really good. Um, you know, uh, the hard part is because of my brain injury, I have a hard time reading because I have a hard time concentrating. Mm -hmm. Um, 
my faith in God is the strongest I think it's been mm-hmm. um, because of those trials. Um, like people are always like, don't like when, when small things happen, like for example, my mom will be like, I don't know if this is going to happen. It'll happen. God's going to take care of it. You know, like I trust God so wholeheartedly that something's going to happen, that he's going to take care of it, that I don't worry. Right. You know, I don't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow or what's going to, what's going to take place because I know God's got, he's got it, that he's yeah. going to take care of it. Yeah. You know, where before I used to be like, oh my God, I don't know if this is going to happen. I don't know if that's going to happen. I used to worry about everything. Mm-hmm. And now I don't worry, you know? And the thing is my, I've told my motto now is I don't care what people think because all I care about is pleasing God, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. so I don't worry about what everybody else thinks of me. Right. Because I just worry about what God thinks about me because I went through all that. Right. That's beautiful. Yeah. Again, thank you for sharing what you're sharing. I have a couple of young women who reached out. One who, again, like you, she just can't remember things, you know, and hers is because of age. I was trying to get uh, some of the women I was working with last week to see that we have to accept that we are not remaining the same as we age our bodies deteriorate things our minds deteriorate things will happen and we have to accept that we're not going to be able to do what we were able to do 20 years ago we spend so much time fighting against that you know trying to be what we were 20 30 years ago rather than okay what can I do now how can I embrace where I am now and the young yeah. woman who had reached out was saying, I don't remember. I can't read scripture and remember like I used to. And I asked her, I said, but tell me about God. And then she proceeded to just share all of this stuff. I said, no, God is not on the pages anymore for you. He is yeah. and breathing in who you are. You've got to hold on to that because so yeah. many young ones, young ones don't have that yet. So that's where mm-hmm. talk about your worth. God is living and breathing. You are walking testimony of who he is. So don't be down on yourself because you can't memorize scripture. You now are walking tablet of the scriptures. And it just really helped her to see that, you know, it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what state or stage we're in. We still have great worth in the eyes and the sight of God. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting you say that because I I, rem- I think about it. I was 34 years old when I had my accident. Mm-hmm. So I was very young, yeah. you know, and to lose the, the idea of being able to remit, having short-term memory issues or being able to recall words was very frustrating. But the thing is, I had to come to terms with it. Yeah. And it was the hardest thing to do. But yeah. I had had to realize there's other things I could relearn how to do certain things. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe I can't do word recall. And I had to learn to be patient with myself Mm. Um, because even today, sometimes I'll be, I'll be in the middle of something. I'm like, I'll know the word. And so my, I have to tell people, I said, you know, I I have a hard time remembering things. I just have to humble out and say, you know, I have a hard time remembering things and tell people I said, and sometimes I have to describe the word Mm -hmm. because I'll know the word I want to use, but I can't remember it, but I know what it, the meaning of it, or I know what it, how it sounds or whatever right and I have to describe it and it's just so humbling you know but I'm like like at this point in my life I've just come to accept that that's just my brain now yeah and I just you know that's how I have to deal with it now 
I love this, Lisa. This is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're I know welcome. we jumped right into this, my listening audience. I didn't even introduce her. <laughs> we just jumped right into the conversation. But this is my friend, Lisa Martin. And Lisa, wow. We're just, I'm impressed. I'm encouraged by your life. You know, and this is just a snippet of your life. That's the beauty of yes. this, is that we all have stories and our stories are immense, you know, but we'd go on for days if we all sat here and shared about all the various things God has allowed us to go through. But just take a little snippet from your life and that snippet is going to multiply. It's going to ripple and help so many others listening just to this little 30-minute segment of conversation. What would you, if you had some words that you wanted to share with somebody, just listening audience, you don't even know them, but that's okay. They're listening in and they're looking for gems, things that will help them to continue. Sometimes I've gotten messages, Lisa, from people who've said, this podcast is my lifeline. I was just, I didn't know what else to do. And then I heard this person share and it gave me hope for another day type of thing. What would you share? Just words of wisdom for someone else who's just trying to make it through another day. Um, the biggest, I think one of the things definitely, like I said earlier, is to to not worry so much about what everybody else is looking at, but just to look at what God is looking at, right? To, mm -hmm. to focus on his worth in you mm -hmm. um, and not worry about pleasing everybody else, but just please God. Because I know for me, I was a major people pleaser, mm -hmm. right? I was always thinking about, you know, how to please other, and I didn't think about pleasing, pleasing myself. Like right. I have the hardest time putting myself first. Right. And I realized that God, I'm supposed to have God at the top, then myself, then everybody else. Mm -hmm. Right. And not in a way that arrogant that, Hey, I'm the best. Right. But in a way that I love myself enough to put myself first. Yeah. Right. That I care, that I care for myself, that I put self care out there. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a lot what my accident taught me was that I have to take care of myself yeah, um, and not neglect who I am um, and, and neglect my care. Right. Um, and I would say definitely for people is to not neglect their care, mm. you know, mentally, emotionally, physically to not neglect their care Yeah, and they're not, and, and spiritually, mm -hmm. you know, to definitely you may realize that, you know, God is part of that care and to just accept themselves for who they are mm -hmm. with all their faults and flaws, mm -hmm. you know, because that's who, what God does. He accepts us for who we are with all our faults and flaws. Right. You know, wow. Perfectionism yeah. is not true. Mm -hmm. It's false. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I think we spend so much time trying to be like each other and going, but God never intended for us to be that way. You know, how boring would this world be if we all mm -hmm. looked, sounded, acted everything the same, but yet we're always trying to be that. And God's like, I, if I wanted you to be that, I would have created you that way. But I love yes. what you're saying. Let me just accept who I am. Know that God did not make a mistake with me. <laughs> no. So one of my favorite I Psalms. Go ahead. One of my favorite Psalms is Psalm 139 mm -hmm. um, because it explains that God created you to be you. Yeah. Right. 
it talks about how he created you in the innermost being mm -hmm. at the in you know before you were ever born he knew everything about you and where you're supposed to be and it just reminds me that god created me to be special yeah. and he created each one of us to be special yeah that is so awesome I, I have to end this with this just because it popped into my head as you said this. My children's book is uh, is a children's book series, beautifully, wonderfully made. And yesterday I saw a kid, he was about 10 years old, sitting on the bus, reading my book. It moved me. I was like, oh, goodness. And he was just flipping. He was talking to his mom about it. And I was like, wow. And all I could do is say, God, I want kids to know, I want grown-ups to know as well. We really are beautifully and wonderfully made by you. Yes. And this child was, he was fascinated going through the book and looking at this kid has a disability, but this kid is okay. This kid, but God loves her. You know what I mean? And he's just walking through it 10 years old where they usually, I don't want to have anything to do with books or anything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was, I think it was a kiss from God, one that I got a chance to see it because it was just, it was a rare occurrence, but um, we're on a getting ready to go on a field trip. And he happened to have my book on the bus, not knowing me, obviously not knowing I had written it, but I was just so encouraged by it. I think God is trying to pour into all of us that very message that we are indeed yeah. wonderfully made. And if we can indeed embrace that, accept that, phew, life would be so much better for all of us. We're so stressed yes. out, anxiety written, mostly over things that God never intended for us to try to be. No. So anyway, well, my sister, I'm glad to have a chance to re reconnect with you. It's been definitely audience. It's been yeah, a long, long time. <laughs> But Lisa, too long. too long, too long. So I'll have to somehow catch up to you next time I'm in the LA area. Now that I know. Okay. Where well, I'm are. actually going to be moving back to, I'll be back in Virginia. I'm just in LA just um for a little while visiting family and then I'll be back in Virginia. So if you're ever out in DC or Virginia area, okay, let me know. I would do that. I do travel a lot. So I, I hit the DC area often. So I will now, now that I have your info, be on the lookout for you. I'll surprise you and pop up and go, hey. Sounds good. I look forward to it. <laughs> All right. Listening audience, thank you for joining us today. I hope that you are inspired and encouraged. I know I am. And uh, as I always say, be on the lookout for the incredible hand of God. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for your time always, I say thank you for joining me. It has been a pleasure to hear testimony shared this week, and we will be back next week for another incredible life story. Please check out my website, enoughasyouare.com. You can find all my books and all of my writings there. I appreciate again your time. I pray that God will be with you. And until next week, be on the lookout for the hand of God. Go ahead, Dave, play us out.